All right, Clayton, are you ready to commit Hollywood Harry Carey here? <laughs> well, Roland, if you're listening. <laughs> Roly! <laughs> oh, Roland, if you're listening, I worked on your film for five months. My phone number is 805. <laughs> <laughs> Man, did a piece of shit <laughs> ever arrive on the last week of June this calendar year. Uh, after 20 fucking years of stewing over what really, really interesting places you could take this story. And this is one of the few movies I feel like had an existing movie that kind of warranted a sequel. You know, I could see them doing fun things with it. It didn't seem like something that was inevitable, but something that, that could have worked. There was some good stuff there, some good potential. And... The germ of those ideas are there, you know, in, in, in resurgence, we get how the humans have kind of co-opted alien technology onto their own stuff. And they've, they've kind of adapted and and taken some some measured steps to protect against the next invasion when it happens. And all on the outside and on paper, that seems great. But when you actually sit down and watch this movie, what the fuck happened? I mean, there's there is no narrative flow or logical consistency the editing is just terrible there is not a single noteworthy acting performance i mean jeff goldblum god bless his heart he's uh trying to make it through this movie and he does a pretty good job at almost making me care i'll go <laughs> I'll, I'll go that far um how that's bad by the way that's like <laughs> i you you did a horrible job of almost making me care. It's not even you did a horrible job of making me care. Like, I, I almost cared. You almost made me care. You, this guy over here. I will, and I will say, I did have a great experience working on this film. I worked with a wonderful group of people at Uncharted Territory. And I I cherish every friendship I made on that show. And I hope to work with all of them again. You met Roland Emmerich. That's pretty cool. I, I, mean, worked, I worked right alongside Roland there Emmerich. There you go. I for, mean, for months. And, yeah. you know, I... I I like Stargate. I like Independence Day. He started out pretty hot for me as a Hollywood director. I yeah. mean, I, I remember seeing Stargate as a as a 10-year-old. And uh, Mom took me and my brother in the theater to see it and was driving us home. And and I quoted Kurt Russell in the car ride home. Give my regards to King Tut, asshole. <laughs> and my mom even let me get away with it because yeah. it was the context of the movie. Yeah. And she actually laughed. And that's... I had a great experience with Stargate. Independence Day, I took my parents to see it on yeah. July 4th of 1996. Mm -hmm. Had to really convince my dad because alien shit is not normally his mm -hmm. thing. And we all walked out of the theater basically hopscotching to the car. We oh, had, it was a lot of fun. We had smiles on our faces. The, the theme, the score was still just like rummaging around in our heads. And, and it, yeah. it, was, it was a great experience. And to think that this is what we got after 20 years of possibility... Is, is just frankly unbelievable. I, I, I can't, it, I, I mean, to be fair, my department, we held up our end of the bargain. Yeah. The visual effects look really good. And I agree. I agree. That, that was the one saving grace of the whole thing. It was like, oh, that alien look queen looks pretty damn good. Really good. And it's amazing they do because what really happened is this uh, post-production effort was really marred from the start by just a horrible pre-production and production schedule that had really no planning or thought that went into it. They saddled post with a huge burden. You know, the third act wasn't even really hashed out until January. 
I mean, we had concept of this year. Of this year. Of this year. This like, five months before the like movie was supposed to be released. Brilliant and talented concept guy I know, Michael Marr. We brought him in in January or February to do concept stuff on this movie. And, and, and that entails, obviously, that the actual shooting, you know, was a big what the fuck. Because it's like, what are they planning to shoot for? That's not yeah. there. You know, they're just doing... These uh, these green screens or these blue screens, or these plates of things they think are going to factor into the finale, but they have no idea where it's going. It's and, a hard it's a hard balance because yeah, like you said, you you don't know what the actors don't know what they're shooting for, the post production people don't know what I they're mean, putting in. What are they? The, the, how, the, how are they mixing? The, there there's a script. I mean, there were beats that they knew were going to happen, but they didn't mm. know how they were going to happen. This as early as six months until the movie came out, you know, and and the movie really feels like that. Like you kind of the cutting is such where you go from one scene to another. You don't really know why you're there or how you got there or what's happened in the interim. Nobody looks like they're having a fun time. Even, you know, the, the normally reliable, uh, Jeff Goldblum and, uh, and Micah Monroe from it follows, you know, a good, good up and comer. Like they just, they're really trying, you know, but I think they can tell that there's really nothing here nothing and there's, there. there's nothing that's going to come out. And my favorite, laugh out loud moment was actually after we saw the movie i went with um my fiance and our dear and fallen podcaster mike broga or at least his ghost rest in peace mike <laughs> wherever you are and that i hope you're wearing ankle weights in the great moonlit sun i'm wearing with the fucking moon again I don't care. you're you're just you're on a moon kick right now it's nighttime i don't know did you drink moonshine <laughs> but anyway so after the movie was over they did an ArcLight Presents at the ArcLight Pasadena where they had like a Q&A with, um, I'm not sure if it was anybody else, but the Q&A that I remember and what makes this worth telling was with Bill Pullman, who made some, just gave a weird performance in that movie. Like, he had this weird affectation on his voice, this really squeaky high voice that wasn't there in the earlier films. I have no idea where it came from. I don't know if it was a tick he wanted to put on the character or he really just talks like someone's grabbing his nuts as hard as, he, as yeah. they can but it was really weird performance He's, in general i think the character itself is a very supposed to be very mm. disjointed oh. but he took it like way further mm. than it needed to go oh, way it, over oh, the there's top. a lot of unintentional comedy yeah here. there really <laughs> in, is in future in revisits there's a lot of of, of laughter be found in a haze of bong smoke <laughs> um and let me tell you like reading the script there was one line in this movie that really actually hit me in kind of an emotional way and of course it's a line that they cut <laughs> because why leave something good in the movie yeah um it happens toward the end when president whitmore is flying side by side with his daughter and you know she's trying to talk him out of doing what he's doing and he ends up doing what he was there to do um but there was this line in the original script that harkens back to the first film where he used to call her uh, munchkin a lot that was like his term of endearment for her and the line in this new movie that he's supposed to leave her with when he flies off to the uh, the queen ship is basically he's he he met, he calls her Munchkin again, and it's the only time that he would have called her that in the script. And I remember reading it and be like, oh, okay, there's one right move that mm-hmm. they did there. Like mm-hmm. I actually feel that, you know. And of course they leave it something bland. I can't even remember what he says. Like no, I now, can't remember. I worked on. It. I don't remember. I, don't remember I what can't remember much from that movie re- anyway. <laughs> and you, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and that was like the one really genuine emotional moment that, of course, they left out. But anyway, 
So Pullman is talking about this in his ArcLight Presents thing, uh, spotlight. Is this a is this live or is this filmed? This is They're filmed beamed in basically. Earlier. Okay, this is filmed early. It's just something that they run after the movie. Okay, shows. So it's something that's that was pre-filmed, pre-edited, whatever. It's like an interview specifically segment. for ArcLight. For ArcLight, yeah, which is a theater yeah. chain in Los Angeles. For those yeah. who don't know, <laughs> yes, and so he there's some line about um, him going that you know Roland wanted to take this much time, you know, this 20 year time to come up with a story that did service to the first film. And then I remember I was standing right next to Barogo when this happened. He bursts out laughing. And then he goes, I'm sorry, but uh, that's the best acting he's done all night. <laughs> and then we walked out. Yeah. <laughs> God. That's so, ridiculous. So. That, how. Too how long. You- T- TLDR. Great experience to work on. I'm still not sure what the fuck was released in theaters in June. It's not good. Don't see it. Oh, I'll see it if you're going to... In the haze of bong smoke, I think, <laughs> is the only way. And that's... Really, f- focus on Whitmore having meltdowns. Yeah. That'll be the en- the bulk of enjoyment of your night. All right, well, Clayton, we that's got through it. That's all I got. It. Had to get that off my chest, Ryan. Hope you understand. I really hope that... Sorry for the uh, self-indulgence. I really hope people will listen to this and continue to hire you. You're, you're, you do have an email address. We could put your resume out there, maybe. I just don't care if I ever or... get hired again. <laughs> yeah. I just want to tell people not to go see this film. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story.